Hello, my name is Tata, and I am an addict. Welcome to episode three of the Addiction Podcast, recorded on my cell phone. Today is November 27th of 2023, and thank you for listening. I start again by making apologies for the quality of what you're listening to. I promise it will get better. Um, I'm committed to uh, doing this and doing this right. And um, this is what it has to be for now. Uh, as they say, if you're going to do something, just start, do it, and build on what you started with and grow from there. Um, it was a good weekend. Today's Monday. Um uh, Enjoyed every minute of the weekend. I don't get much rest during weekends. I, I, I have a full-time job and I am in retail. Um, so I tend to work on the weekends. I happen to have a Sunday off, which was yesterday. And I got to spend some time with my girlfriend, which is not very um, common. Uh, usually when I'm off, she's working. And when she's off, I'm working. Um, but we got to have a day, a weekend day. Uh, to spend together, which was very enjoyable, and um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, there has been some development in the last few days since I posted the last podcast, which was three days ago. I'm making every effort to post every um, Friday and Monday. Uh, I'm still debating on the frequency of, of these uh, podcasts, if I should do of the show, if I should do every day, Monday to Friday, if I should do Monday to Thursday, or two days a week, Friday and, and Monday. Um, trying to figure out the frequency on what's best. Um, as I mentioned on the very first podcast, my, my goal is to build this podcast so that it becomes something live, where people like myself, addicts, can can and their sponsors and their family members and anyone who is affected by addiction in any way can call in, can email, basically make it a live event. And um, the the frequency of that is something I'm still debating on what would be best. Obviously, in order to accomplish that, I have to build up an audience of, of people willing to listen to what I put out. And as the audience grows, then we can transition into the live um, live show. I have no backing for this. I am spending um, my money to put this together um, and my time, but I am dedicated to it, and uh, we'll see it through one way or another. Anyway, um, financial update for you, for those who have listened. Oh, by the way, I've had five listens so far. Um, with four unique listeners, which I am very grateful for. Thank you very much for listening. Um, it encourages me to continue. I hope what you heard was helpful to you in some way. Well, at the very least, it was entertaining, right? Um, if you're not an addict and you just wanted to listen to a, a podcast, um, even though I listened to it myself and it, it did not sound the best in terms of the quality, I hope my uh, struggles and my travails were in some way entertaining to you. 
If you were an addict, I hope you heard something that, that gave you hope that things could get better. Um, I didn't have any, any message in particular to share, but just telling you my story and what I'm going through in real time, um, at least when I record in real time, um, made a difference in your, in your life and, uh, and gave you hope. That, that is my goal. Um, I'll say it again. The goal for this is to uh, build an audience of people, addicts, who can use this as a tool to live a more fruitful and enjoyable life. That is the goal, and I'll keep stating that and push for that goal and use every resource available to me to help make that happen. First and foremost for that is the quality of what I'm putting out. And I am fully aware of the fact that what you are listening to right now sounds teeny. Uh, my voice cracking. You can hear the hissing. You can hear the popping of the P's and the B's. And um, the quality is not the best. I acknowledge that. My apologies for that. But like I said, I had to start somewhere. And just launching the app, which I use, um, I basically use Spotify. I, found, I did some research online and... Um, Anchor.fm was the one tool that allowed me to record and just go, right? I record, publish, and boom, it's done. There are a lot of tools out there that require editing and you have to upload to this and then it publishes to that and all of that. No, with Anchor, I just recorded, I hit publish, and it's done. It's there. Raw as it is. I don't have any notes. I didn't plan anything. I just turned on my, my, my cell phone. <laughs> I made the mistake of, of, I connected my phone to my, uh, speak to my, uh, headphones by Bluetooth. My headphones have, have a microphone in it. I have this over the air can headphones that I used to use when I was working out. And, um, I thought I was speaking into the microphone of the headphones, but no, the app seems to only work when, uh, when my phone is on, it records directly through the microphone on my phone. I did not realize that. Um, so I took off the headphones and I'm just speaking directly into, into my cell phone right now. Anyway, the quality is not the best. I'll say it again. I apologize for that. We'll work on it. It will get better. Um, the, the, the pauses when I speak, I'm not editing anything. I just record and publish. That will get better. Eventually, I'll be editing so that you have a more um, processed, clean product, something that's more enjoyable to listen to. Because even though this show is meant to be a form of help for myself and for others, you still want to hear something that's pleasing. Otherwise, you disengage. Otherwise, you move on. And uh, I'm fully aware of that. To that end, I've been doing quite a bit of research on podcasting and producing something like this and the different tools I could use if I need to buy equipment, if I could use something that is already available to me that I have. And the most important item is the microphone. I, I, I mentioned that in the last episode. So I did all the research, narrowed it down to a few options, and I have ordered one. Hey, Tata. How could you have ordered a microphone when at the moment you have less than $20 in your checking account? How is that even possible? Aha! 
I got lucky. Somewhere in one of my peacoats, my jackets, there was a card. It is a card you get from work. One of those things that are given to you for doing a good job. This card is a MasterCard that only works at certain retailers. And it comes with the balance that's provided by your employer um, in recognition of doing a good job. They give you this as a thank you. And I had one of those that had been in there for a long time. Luckily, it expires in 2025 and it has a few hundred dollars in it. Call it fate, call it whatever, it was there. I typed in the card number into the uh, website you go to where it directs you to type it in to see how much your balance is. To my shock, it had a fair amount of money in there. I, I'm not a religious person, but thank the heavens. Now, I can't use this to buy groceries. I can't use this to put gas in my car or anything like that. But I can use it in any number of retail outlets. I can use it certain number of travel agencies. I can use it certain number of um, shopping outlets and, and restaurants. So I, first thing I did was use it to take my girlfriend out for dinner yesterday. And uh, we had a very nice meal at um, P.F. Chang's. I'd never been to a P.F. Chang restaurant. Little review food wasn't as as great as I hoped it would be based on what I'd been hearing about the place. Um, I could have used that same car to go to Morton's or, or Fleming Steakhouse. I figured P.F. Chang's would give me a good bang for, for my buck, you know, uh, keep the cost manageable so I don't exhaust uh, all of the funds I had in the, on the card. Um, we had a decent time. It was okay. The, the ambiance, the place was, was nice. But the food was, how do I describe it? I, I don't want, I'm not, I'm not trying to besmirch the reputation of this place. I'm sure there are quite a few people who have been there and they like it and they love it. Um, the food wasn't seasoned. There was, there wasn't much flavor to what we had. Um, yeah, I, I, I do not, Beyond that, I don't know what else to say. Just uh, the seasoning, the, the dessert was excellent. The dessert we had was excellent. The main course was, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, after leaving, I researched the place. It turns out the same guy who started the P.F. Chang's also started the uh, Fleming Steakhouse. So um, I've been to the Fleming Steakhouse at various locations. Food is excellent. They, they, they treat you really well. Uh, I've, I've loved it every time I've been to any of the locations that, that are around me. But this particular P.F. Chang's, not so much. Anyway, so I took my girlfriend out, has a, had a nice meal. She, 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 we had a good time together. And the balance of that I used to order a microphone. Um, this particular card is valid to be used at Guitar Center. I couldn't use it at Best Buy, which is near me. Or any other look at, uh, nearby uh, uh, shop where I could just walk in and get one. Otherwise, I'd be using the microphone right now. I had to order it from the Guitar Center website. 
and I should have a mic in the next. Uh, I paid for the exp- expedited shipping so that I have it by the time I record the next episode on on Friday the uh, the first, which is when I intend to uh, record the next episode. So I should have it by by Wednesday, latest Thursdays. I paid for the two day shipping. So, a uh, better microphone is on the way. Um, I ordered the stand with it, and um, it's supposed to be a very good microphone provided by uh, made by a company called Sure. From what I understand, they make uh, the most popular microphone used by just about all the podcasters out there. And, and from what I understand, even Michael Jackson used the Sure microphone to record a lot of his music. Um, I could not afford that particular one. It's about $500. I couldn't buy it right now. So I went for the next best thing. Um, and I hope the next time I, I, I post, I publish uh, a podcast, the quality will be a lot better and you'll be enjoying it a lot more. Um, so that's development on that score. The, the, the podcast will get better. I had an extra couple of listeners. Grateful for that. Um, my account balance hasn't got any better. I'm down to... About $18 and change, which I have to manage between now and payday, which is Thursday. Which, by the way, I completely forgot about rent. I get paid on Thursday and I have to pay rent the same day for December. Um, so that doesn't leave me with very much. But hey, as I said in the last episode, it's all on me. I put myself in this position and I have to deal with the consequences. The... um Whatever is left over, I have certain family obligations. I, 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 I think I mentioned this in the first episode. I don't have any children of my own. I'm not married. I don't have any familial obligations that are immediate. I have extended family I'm responsible for. And we have a memorial that had been planned. This is something that we have been planning for over a year now. Um, and I'm one of the primary contributors to this memorial as far as paying for most uh, a good chunk of it. And my gambling away thousands of dollars in the last month has not helped because it left me in a position where I was unable to fulfill my obligations towards the memorial this month. I, I had to pay for the for the graves to be redone, to be cleaned up, redone. Um and some other uh, things that are part of the, I guess I'll call them festivities for the memorial. And I couldn't do that. I had to tell my family members to uh, delay it a little bit. Something came up and I will be sending the money next month to pay for it. Life of an addict. Little things like that interfering with day-to-day life. I call it little things, but it's not little at all. I do not hide from the fact that this is, again, my responsibility and my doing. The consequences I'm facing are entirely of my creation. I cannot be a burden to somebody else. I cannot make it somebody else's responsibility to fix this this predicament I find myself in. Um, the money... I just I just realized I say um quite a bit. I have to cut that out. I have to figure out a way to minimize that as I speak uh, because <laughs> I just did it again. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I wonder how many times I say that in a in a thirty minute episode. That I have to go back and listen and and do a count on how many times I I say that. Uh, I, I make that sound. So the microphone is is, is on the way. Um, my personal circumstances haven't changed much. Got a lot. Got a little bit lucky. Found that card. I think in the back of my mind, I knew that card was there. I didn't exactly remember, but I think in the back of my mind, I knew that card was there because if you think about it, how, why would I give away so much of my money that I'm left with basically nothing with a week to go, more than a week to go before I get my next paycheck? How did I think I would survive in that time? The subconscious works in a weird way, you know. I I must have, in the back of my mind, had a solution for myself. I just didn't know what it was. Or maybe I'm just coming up with stuff now that I find myself in in this spot. But again, as I said before, the the mental gymnastics I go through to justify my actions in order to go and gamble, it's not a rational one. It's not a sensible one. It's not something that would make sense to anybody else. The mental gymnastics any of us goes through to get to the point where we decide to do that thing that is so destructive to us, it's not rational. That's why addiction is called a disease. Our rationality is basically suspended, right? We suspend all reason. I don't know if that last statement was proper English, but anyway. We suspend all reason to justify our actions. I know I do. I stop thinking like the logical, reasonable, intelligent person I am. And I start thinking like someone who has to do this thing that I don't need to do, right? But I want to do. And that's that's the key thing. I want to do it. I enjoy it. When I sit down on a poker table, for those of you who may be listening to this episode as the first thing you hear from me, hello, my name is Tata. I am an addict. And No Limit Poker is my addiction. I'm a gambling addict, and that is the one thing I do. I don't do anything else. I don't bet on horses. I do not bet on sports. I don't play blackjack. I don't play pai gao. I don't play backrat. I don't do any of the any number of games you find in a casino. I can sit down on a poker table with eight other players and play no limit poker for. Good stakes, not high stakes. High stakes would be in the hundreds of thousands for a fair amount of stakes, you know. I can play that for 12 hours straight and enjoy every single minute of it. Win or lose. The losing sucks. The winning feels good. The act of playing is what attracts me. The, 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 the enjoyment I get from sitting at that table and playing poker, that is my addiction. And it is an addiction because I cannot control 
I cannot manage it in a way that doesn't affect my life negatively. It has wrecked havoc on my finances. This podcast is a way for me to save myself, help others, have other people save themselves, or get support, get help, you know, get entertainment, something that can help each other, something that will allow me to live a more fruitful and enjoyable life, allow you to have a more enjoyable and fruitful life. That is what this is. I have grand plans for what this will become. I know it will it will require significant amounts of financing, which I do not have at all at the moment. But I will find a way to secure, even if I have to pay for but for it by myself gradually. You know, I have um, different tools I would like to make available. There will be the there, there will be the live show that hopefully we get call in audience members to call in and share their story and ask questions and get support and um, feedback. And there will be other tools, other tools that that I hope to make available that we can all use. These tools will be either an app, a website, a, a phone number you can call, something that that is meaningful to your lives in helping to make a difference, in my life in helping to make a difference. Right. So I, I'm I'm rambling a little bit, but I get, like I said, I, I at this point in time I do not plan these shows. I just turn on my my cell phone and I start speaking. And I hope to put together. I hope I'm putting together something that is worth listening to. The last episode we talked. Uh, I talked about all the different kinds of addiction there are, and um, out there. And uh, I do not, I realized I don't know much about a lot of them. And when I say that, we know the names, we know what they're called, right? But what does it feel like to be an alcohol addict? What does it feel like to be a sex addict, to be a porn addict, to be a workout addict, to be a food addict? To be a work addict, what does that feel like? How does it manifest itself internally? We know what the outward signs are. We know what the the things we can see you do. Going to a bar and drinking and drinking until you're blind drunk and you don't know where you are and end up in a ditch. Or drink and you're still able to, to work. Or, or go home, but you can't communicate or interact with anybody because you are passed out, right? Having indiscriminate sex with just about anybody you find, anybody who is willing to have it with you, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not, that, that drive to just wanting more and more of it. Um, not being able to stop yourself from eating any and everything around you, even if you go and throw up five minutes later, you know, Working out and working out and working out three, four times a day and the next day doing it again and doing it again and your body starts to t- 
tell you, hey, you are overdoing this, slow down, stop, and you find yourself incapable of stopping, and you just do it more and more and more, and it starts to affect your health negatively. What What is the mental aspect of that? Because I think that is the root for all of this, for all of us. Right? What 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 is how does it manifest in your mind? How does it lead up to the moment where you decide, okay, I am going to grab this glass and drink? The hours before that is what I'm curious about. Let's say you had a drink, last had a drink in September. And it is November twenty-seventh. And you have that strong urge to want to get a drink. The day, the, the 12 hours before you grab that cup, that glass, that bottle to drink, what goes through your mind? What are you saying to yourself? Right? If you are someone who has a family at home, family that depends on you, if you're someone who has a job to do, you have a big meeting the next day, you have a presentation to make, you have a, a big job to go do landscaping somewhere, you have a, you have a, you're a carpenter, you, you work for your local power company and you have to go put up some lines or repair some lines, whatever it is that you do for a living, if you have some important function to perform the next day, and you convince yourself that it's okay to grab a sip tonight. What is the thought process that goes into that? That's just an example on the alcohol side. We can repeat the same question for the sex addict, for the food addict, for the workout person whose health is being affected by their working out. But they just want to go do that little bit of, you know, push-ups and press-ups or, or bench press or squats or whatever it is you're going to do or run. You just had a doctor's visit last month and they told you, hey, if you keep this up, it's starting to affect your kidneys or your liver or whatever it is. I'm just spitballing. I have, I have no idea the effect of a workout addict, how it manifests negatively in their life, you know. It's easy to tell how an alcoholic feels the negative effects in their life. It's easy to tell how a gambler, myself, I just gave you guys multiple examples of, over the last few episodes of how my gambling has completely wrecked my finances and I am living paycheck to paycheck and I currently have less than $20 in my account and I have to survive for the next three days, food, gas, all of it. It's easy to see how those manifest. So it's easy to criticize or judge, you know, or have an opinion about those. What about all the other forms of addiction that are not so easy to spot? They matter because they affect thousands, if not millions of people. And we all need support and we all need help in some way. Right? There's a saying, you can't help someone who can't, who is not, who can't help themselves, who's not willing to accept the help. You know, um, I am hoping this show, this, this thing I'm trying to create will allow those of us 
who are going through all these different forms of addiction, even if we're not willing to say to ourselves that we are addicted, even if we're not willing to acknowledge it, that we can anonymously get the help we need, get the support we need, you know, find a way to manage whatever it is we are addicted to in a manner that it doesn't negatively affect our lives. Because that's what it comes down to. I'll tell you this. If I could play poker for stakes and not suffer the consequences of losing all my money and having nothing left, I would gladly take that option because I enjoy playing poker. It is managing the the losses i guess that I, that that leads me to the point i'm in right i use him as an example because he's well known and uh i believe he acknowledged that he has an addiction if i am wrong about this i sincerely apologize but this came up when he recently signed up uh the big contract with the with the other tournament uh phil mickelson the golfer said he he lost over 100 million dollars gambling and he acknowledged he had a problem, an addiction that he's working on, which is why he had to sign up with the uh, Live Golf and take five or hundreds of millions of dollars was offered to him. Right? Phil could, you know, reasonably lose a million a year gambling, and it would have very little impact on his finances because, by all accounts, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. A million a year is a rounding error to the man. That is manageable. It's all about scale, you know. We are not all on the same level, right? Now, losing $100 million is a different story because now we're talking a significant portion of his net worth that affects his family life, that affects his kids, his grandkids, planning um, for the future, Right? We could say the same about, um, I don't think he's ever acknowledged, he, he's, he's acknowledged that he gambles, he's acknowledged that he places large bets. I don't think he's ever said he has an addiction, but Michael Jordan, the same thing. He's never said he's an addict, so don't. I'm not calling him an addict, but he has acknowledged that his, his gambling has interfered with his life in various ways, including while he was a player, right? But the guy is worth over a billion dollars. From what I understand, close to $2 billion. I'm quite sure he can afford to lose a million dollars, two, three, five million dollars a year. And I've, I don't even think about it because he's set for the rest of his life. His kids and grandkids are set for the rest of their lives. It's, it's not the act itself. It is our inability to manage it. It is my inability to manage it. If I could gamble 2% of my income every year, and lose it, I wouldn't bat an eye. It's money, it matters, but in the grand scheme of things, okay, I can manage that. That's manageable. You wouldn't, I wouldn't lose every time, but that's what I tell myself. But just the act of sitting at that table, I have to assume that money is gone, I'm never gonna see it again. So let's just chalk it up to losses. If I lost 2% of my income every year by playing poker, something that I enjoy, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go to any nightclubs or anything like that. 
I am not a social butterfly. I don't take a lot of vacations, right? Things that other, I'll call normal people do, right? If I did all of those things, I'll probably spend maybe not as much as I've lost gambling, definitely not as much. But if I could substitute those things with just playing poker, I would do it in a heartbeat. Now, I do have a girlfriend. We do. She likes to travel. She wants to travel as much as possible, and we have to find a way to make that happen. I have to factor that into the guests. I'll call it the entertainment budget. But I know I have a problem because it's not just 1% or 2% of my income. It's 25 30% of my income that goes away and is lost. And that is the problem. Right? All of this starts with acknowledging. Acknowledgement. Hey. My name is Tata. I am an addict. You saying that to yourself is the first step. If you're not ready for that GA or AA or SA meeting, whatever it is, if you're not ready to see a therapist or talk to your family or talk to your friends and get support and help, let this space be an anonymous way for you to do that. But you have to be willing Right? I'm one of those who will tell you, you don't have to stop. You have to manage. If stopping is what's required, then I will do everything in my part to help you stop. I can't do it for everyone, but I can do it for one or two people. Make that phone call, send that email. Find out who in your area can provide you with the assistance you need, including a hospital if that's what's needed. If it's just someone to talk to when you feel that urge, someone to call, someone who will listen, I can be your sounding board. I'll listen quietly. I'll answer any questions I can answer. And if I cannot answer it, I'll find somebody else who can. Because sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes we don't want the help. We just want to keep doing what we're doing. Then we're talking management. How do you manage in a manner that doesn't negatively impact your life? I'll tell you this. If you are down to your last $1,000 and you're hoping to turn that $1,000 into $7,000 because that's what you need to be comfortable and pay your bills and meet your responsibilities, uh, that's not going to happen. I would never encourage that for anyone. Right? But we're talking, now we're talking about what I'm familiar with, which is gambling. If you're someone who just wants that shot of alcohol, because it, that, that shot of whiskey, because it's going to calm you down and prevent you from doing something that could be more destructive. That's a conversation we're going to have. And that's possible. I apologize for the background noise. My fridge just started uh, doing something with the ice maker there. I hope you did not hear much of that. But that tells me it's uh, getting close to time to stop. 
I hope the next time you hear me, um, it's a lot better sounding, more professional, cleaner, you know, with a little bit more bass so it's more pleasing to the ear. And um, I have lots of stories about my life I'll share. Uh, hello, I am an addict at gmail.com is the email. You can email me with whatever it is you got to say, ask, feedback, whatever it is. I look forward to reading what you have to say. There's a phone number that's coming. I'm working on the riverside.fm uh, sign up and, and onboarding where I can, I can then uh, provide a phone number for you to call. But for now, hello, I am an addict at gmail.com is how you can reach me. I'll end this the same way I start. Hello, my name is Tata. I am an addict.